small things. You see, in the small things and the little things, it shows our heart. Let me turn your attention to Luke chapter 16. If you would just like to hold your page with Nehemiah, and I just want to show you something in Luke chapter 16. Because it shows there from verse 10. This is Jesus talking, using a parable. And this is what he says. Whoever can be trusted with very little, Sorry, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. You see, those people who are trusted with very little, you may say, well, I've not got much. What's all this about? He's got much more than me. No, God says, you just prove trustworthy with the little that I give you. If you prove trustworthy with that little, I'll give you much. But whoever is dishonest with very little, get this, will also be dishonest much. You see, God is looking for it to be, Matthew 25 really nails it again in verse 21, to be faithful in small things. God is looking for us to be faithful in small things. Why am I saying all this? Because I actually believe that Nehemiah attributes faithfulness and his trustworthiness to God. See, God doesn't see us now as a group of 50, 60, 70 church. What is that saying to us? Not just to the leaders, but to us.
there's something so important about just a sense of faithfulness and a commitment to one another. And God is looking for that amongst us. And if we will carry that heart, then God says, as a man who is, can be trusted, as a man who is faithful, as a man who is full of integrity, or a woman who is full of integrity, they've got truth, their heart's in the right place, they're the kind of people that I'm going to use. Nehemiah was a man who could be trusted. Now, the second thing I want to say that I see from Nehemiah and this first chapter, is that then something happened to, to Nehemiah. You see, something began to grip him. Something began to get hold of him. You see, Nehemiah felt something. Nehemiah felt something. I was encouraging the folks this morning, just a little bit of exhortation, saying, you know what, it's not about how we feel. We have to live on the truth of God's word. I absolutely believe that. But in this context, you see, we've got to feel something. I've, I've, I've now watched that DVD three times as a pastor. Every time I've had to get my hands out, I've had to blow the nose, says my wife, and she knows it's always before I get on the stage. I just, I'm just wrecked by that stuff. I am absolutely, I feel something. I feel something. Let me go back, take you back to the news, some of the news that I, I, I see and read. I feel something, guys. Does anybody else feel We've had already guys who have come through this church, and, and there's people who have come in, and there's, there's some history to their life, and there's some brokenness about their life. I want to tell you, I feel something for you guys. I go away, there was one particular person I just said, I just wanted to, I said to Phil, and I said to Carol, I said, I just wanted to do way more with this person. I just wanted to get my arms around them and just hug them and just love them and just take care of them. Nehemiah had heard about the distress and the devastation of a city and he began to feel something. You see, he was stirred, stirred. He was moved. This was not a whim. This was not a flight of fancy. Sometimes we are moved by scenes. Let me take you back now to bad days. We all saw for the first time that there was all that was happening there and there was great fantasy and there was great good work there for
See, Nehemiah knew the answer was in God because we're not going to go through it line by line, but verse 5, he just begins to pray. He understood the answer was found in God to the point where in verse 11, he says this line, Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of his power. He knew the answer was not found in being an activist. He knew the answer was found in God. God, you are going to need to open some doors here. You are going to need to change some things around. You are going to need to do something. And I'm going to go, but I need you to go before me. I actually think that as we go here at Arena Church, and as we go and do, as we go and do food banks, as we go and touch lives, as we go and launch children's clubs, as we go and launch youth ministries, as we go and touch the homeless in the town, as we go and create all kinds of community outreaches, we need to have a determination to go and say, God, will you please go before us? Will you please prepare the way for us? Because we need to be people that pray. I was struck by something as I, as I finish, because I don't think there's really much more to say about praying Nehemiah prayed. But he about uh, said this. Just stay with me just for a moment. How vast are the possibilities of prayer? How wide is its reach? What great things are accomplished by this divinely appointed means of grace? It lays its hand on Almighty God. Prayer, I'm talking about. It lays its hand on Almighty God and moves him to do what he would not otherwise do if prayer was not brings things to pass which would never otherwise occur. The story of prayer is the story of great achievements. Prayer is a wonderful power placed by Almighty God in the hands of his saints, which may be used to accomplish great purposes and achieve unusual results. I want you to know tonight, quite clearly, I actually think I can say this without having both. I'm an activist. I want to get things done. I don't want to just get it things done tomorrow. I want it done yesterday. I just want it done. Let's get it done if we're going to get it done. Let's get it done. Let's do it well. Let's get it done. But we also need to be people of prayer. Where we just lay hold of God. Where we touch God. Where we intercede on behalf of our town. Where we intercede on behalf of our street where we see something so significant take place. We really want to, in these coming days, weeks, and months, and years in Arena Church, embed a culture and a philosophy and an ethos of prayer that runs through everything we do. We are going to be calling you from January onwards to join with us for prayer in our fasting. We're going to make no apology for it. We want you to just engage with us. We're going to encourage children and young people to fast as well. Fasting from their uh, Xboxes, fasting from their Nintendo, fasting from the TV for an hour. They may not pray for an hour, but just say, can we just offer five minutes of prayer, young Jimmy, to to God? So we want to to encourage every age group. You may say, well, actually, I can't fast from food because of issues around my health. We understand that, but you can fast from Coronation Street. You can fast from Mills and Boone or whatever your offering is like. I don't know. You can fast from it. You say, I'm no longer going to, some of you guys, I'm no longer going to, you know, during this week, going to be glued to the sports, eh, Phil? But I'm going to be committed. I know he doesn't. But I'm going to be committed. I'm going to be committed to praying 
I'm going to be committed to praying. Somebody like me, I'm not going to be on the phone every to every waking moment and having it sleeping at the side of me. I'm going to put my phone to one side and I'm just going to focus on prayer and upon fasting. Are you just here in my heart tonight? You know, Nehemiah, there was an issue around the nation, but God sought a man or a woman and he still does. Nehemiah felt something and Nehemiah prayed. He knew the answer was was in God. This is all about rebuilding the walls. It really is. And Nehemiah, he launched him into all that God had for him. God has a great plan for us here at Arena Church. We may only be small in number, but we need to continue to be faithful in small things. We may only be small in finance, but God can take that small finance and actually turn it into big finance. We have a small building on Ladybrook, but God can actually give us super duper buildings supernaturally in uh, in Mansfield. We might only have a few spare hours amongst us, but God, as we begin to give the small hours that we've got, God begins to extend those hours so they multiply. Guys, there's no way we can do it just by me or Phil or whoever you see up here thinking, oh, yeah, they're the ones. We need all of us to get involved in this thing. We need all of us. God is looking for people like you and me, not perfect. Nehemiah wasn't perfect, but just to say yes to God. I keep saying that more and more. God keeps asking me, Christian, say yes to me. Say yes to me. You've said a lot of no's to me over the years. Stop saying no. Say yes to me. I actually think that God's speaking to some people tonight just on that last thought. God's asking you to say yes to him. He's not looking for no. He's not looking for one maybe. He's not looking for, well, when my circumstances change in a year. No, God's asking you to say, are you going to say yes to me tonight? Are you going to say yes to me? Because Nehemiah did. He said yes to God. And it changed the course of that great city. I wonder if we just bow our heads.